Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Marlon Williams, and he's the founder and CEO of Atlanta Blockchain Center. Welcome, Marlon. Hi. Happy to be here. Well, I'm so excited to learn what you're up to. Uh, tell us, before we get too far into things, uh, what is the Atlanta Blockchain Center? Sure. Uh, the goal of the Atlanta Blockchain Center is to be the catalyst uh, for Atlanta's emergence as, you know, a premier hub for blockchain innovation. Um, I believe Atlanta has a lot of core pillars in the in its infrastructure uh, that warrants, you know, it being on top of the list for blockchain innovation. And our purpose is to help bring that out of the city. Now, is the center an actual brick and mortar facility or is it a virtual online meeting place? It is. It is. It's actually a physical location. Uh, a couple minutes uh, down from the Atlanta Tech Village in Buckhead or across the street from Howe's Steakhouse. I heard that's one of the best places for steak, but I haven't uh, tried it for myself as of yet. <laughs> one day, one day. Now, um, tell us about your kind of vision of the center. Is it a meeting place where folks interested in blockchain will all come together and kind of collaborate? Is it a co-working space? Is it places for events or all of the above? Yeah, all of, all of the above. So um, it's, it's going to be a, um, a, a membership-based community. Uh, we, we will operate it as a DAO, which is a, a decentralized autonomous organization. I'm sure it's something that we can tie <laughs> discuss further in, in the future. But um, it's going to be a DAO co-working space, which means that the community gets a voice in how we operate the facility. Um, we're going to be inclusive, diverse, you know, but the idea is to sort of birth and nurture future developers, founders, executives in blockchain. Uh, and just have a co-working space that serves as the home for, you know, a group of students or enterprises and anyone with some sort of interest in blockchain, whether they're building the next Google on blockchain technology or they're just an enthusiast who is interested in blockchain investments. Um, the purpose of the center is to provide that that home for those individuals. Um, we're also going to have a consistent number of events on a weekly basis. There's going to be discussions around cryptocurrency, investing, you know, blockchain and, and the general use of blockchain, um, NFTs, you know, uh, and, and a plethora of topics that covers the technology um, and just being that one one stop blockchain resource for, in Atlanta. Now, for folks who aren't familiar, um, crypto and NFT get a lot of the headlines uh, when it comes to blockchain. But we've been at Business Radio X, we've been talking to folks in the fintech side for many, many years. And blockchain has, has been very important in the fintech community um, outside of crypto and NFTs, just in the way that they do what they do and in, in supply chain and things like that. Can you share maybe some of the... Um, 
maybe not so obvious to the layperson ways that blockchain is being leveraged by business, uh, big and small, and it's been been being used for many years. This isn't like new to them. Sure, sure, and you're you're absolutely right. I think when people hear blockchain, they think you know Bitcoin and cryptocurrency um, and NFTs, and you know believe that that's all to it, but it's much more than that. Um, you know, Atlanta is one of the top uh, uh, cryptocurrency payment processors um, called BitPay, which kind of falls into that same narrative of, you know, everything being sort of related to finances and investments. Uh, but there are applications of blockchain for real estate, right? There are a few companies um, that I know of in, in Miami, like PropTech and others that, um, I mean, Proppy and others that are you know, trying to streamline the process of buying a home, right? And um, providing um, just innovations around or experiments rather around, you know, how titles are issued um, and just how the entire real estate transaction sort of happens in the future uh, via blockchain technology. Uh, there are other experiments with with voting because one aspect of blockchain that's a benefit is the transparency and trustlessness of it, meaning you can trust the technology. There's no intermediary um, that, that uh, requires you to sort of, you know, get their permission or be censored. Um, it's, it's pure technology. So there's, there's some experiments with, with voting on blockchain. Um, some other governments are looking at uh, the performance feasibility studies for, you know, how do we um, improve digital identities uh, in a way that allows us to run programs like, you know, well, welfare programs, right? Medicare, et cetera, um, Medicare-like programs uh, utilizing blockchain technology. So imagine if you're a welfare recipient, that currently, you know, gets EBT cards and so forth. Um, imagine that being much more streamlined and managed digitally and being accepted across, you know, uh, vendors um, seamlessly. I mean, there are a lot of app ways to improve just inefficiencies in many systems. Uh, there are evaluations of blockchain technology in healthcare and how that can help improve, uh, provide accurate and up-to-date data for uh, physicians and, and their patients, right? Um, again, streamlining an educated sort of industry that has been somewhat struggling to um, innovate over the last you know, 20 years from a technology perspective. And I know because you know, I spent a little bit of time in health information technology, um, royalties is another area, you know, there's a huge issue with creatives and receiving proper payment, timely payment with their providers and partners. Right. Um, so if you're creating a movie or music and film, etc., um, any sort of artistry that requires royalty, blockchain technology can streamline that and, pretty much guarantee uh, your payments 
your royalty payments will be received in a timely manner without any sort of human intervention. And the list goes on. But there are um, a lot of various experiments um, with the technology well beyond financial applications of it. Right. And then the the I mean, I think it's a double edged sword in that the headlines are on crypto and NFTs and things that seem to be in some people's minds as is this for real? Is this a fad? Is this a trend? Is it real? I think that uh, people feel confident in blockchain as a technology, but any given crypto coin or token or NFT individually, there you should have some skepticism. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I, you know, don't um, promote the financial sort of aspect of of the blockchain of blockchain technology uh, because there there there's just a ton of information out there about it. However, I do think that there's an opportunity for um, for proper, you know, sort of investments, right. And, and taking advantage of it um, while, while it's still a very small asset um, in, in, in most of our portfolios in terms of allocation, right. Um, there is an opportunity to, to earn utilizing the crypt, you know, cryptocurrency and NFTs, et cetera, but you've got to be extremely diligent about it. You've got to go in thinking that, you know, you could potentially lose whatever you put in. So I always tell, you know, others never invest in cryptocurrency more than what you're willing to lose. And I also recommend investing in the large, which what we consider the large cap uh, coins like Bitcoin, Ethereum, the ones that are <clears throat> sort of the pioneers of the space um, that are h- highly utilized and have um, have sort of, you know, gone through a lot of the vetting, even approval by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, as being, um, as not being a security that, you know, it's, they're, they're crypto that you can actually invest in. Um, trustlessly, you know, without any sort of third party manipulating it, or you have some, you know, influencers promoting it because they have a huge bag that they dump on you. That That's sort of what's plaguing the industry now, particularly with the smaller low cap coins. But I rarely recommend those. Um, I only recommend them if you'd like to just gamble, because that's essentially what what it is if you're not supporting Bitcoin or Ethereum or some of the larger um, projects that have kind of led the space over the last you know 12 years. Now, you mentioned that you set uh, the Atlanta Blockchain Center up as a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. Can you talk about kind of the thinking behind that and what does that mean for the members uh, moving forward? Yeah, I'd love to. I think... <clears throat> Part of our goal at the center uh, is to demonstrate what a future C-Corp or or S-Corp or LLC would look like uh, when blockchain technology is applied. Uh, There's one such experiment called a decentralized autonomous organization where um, individuals who own 
let's say a token, a membership token or an NFT uh, would be granted access into this community. And the community collectively uh, is the one sort of making decisions about, you know, things like, you know, what sort of what's the next location we should open, you know, Um, should we uh, change the artwork on the facility, you know, should we um, change just the the model for how the facility is is operated? Um, DAOs are essentially decentralized means of bringing people together to run a community organization or entity. And that's why we're going to operate the center as part of, uh, as a partial DAO. I call it a partial DAO because someone has to pay the bills, right? Someone still has to get things going. So there's going to be, you know, a centralized authority uh, and decision-making for some key aspects that we'd like to eventually uh, decentralized and placed into the hands of the community to decide, but being part of the center would give you uh, at least some semblance of what a DAO is, even if on a it's on a very basic level. That that instruction I think is very important for what I believe a lot of you know organizations will be organized as in the future, um, where paying our staff in cryptocurrency, <clears throat> uh, stablecoin. Um, I know a lot of uh, folks listening who who may know of stable coins don't want to hear that word right now because of the recent disaster with uh, Terra USD. Um, but the stable coins that we offer our staff for payments is US the USD coin, which is backed one to one. Um, by by U.S. dollar and and other real assets, so it isn't an algorithmic stablecoin that can destroy, you know, your hard hard uh, hard earned money. Um, but again, the idea is to introduce the concepts and various applications of blockchain as part of our operations at the center, so that members can get a one get an idea of what that could look like in the future and just become, you know, proficient in, in the technology, which is what part of what we're, we're out to do. So now when you decided to go that route and the use stable coin as a, um, a way to pay your folks, is that go, you know, on the other side too, are you paying your vendors with uh, stable coin as well? Like you have to only work with people that are kind of bought into this, um, this kind of uh, stable coin as a currency? Like, are you paying like your coffee folks in stable coin or when you're buying coffee for the center? Well, that's the idea. Uh, I would tell you, we've been renovating this facility since March 1st. Um, and the, the only vendor I've been able to convince uh, to receive pay in crypto so far as the artist that did the mural on the wall, <laughs> you know, the contractors, the guys coming in doing painting and floors, I mean, they are so uh, far behind, you know, but I believe we've succeeded just in the f- process of working with them and talking to them about it and just saying, hey, guys, you know, this is a way that you could re- you could have received, you know, pay. And here's why it, you know, uh, is something that you should look into in the future. So there there was a very educational process 
Um, it, it was kind of conveyed on various uh, painters and floor guys and, you know, other handy men and women. So I, I think it wasn't all in vain, <clears throat> but the physical workers, we weren't able to convince. <laughs> but I mean, but it goes to the mission of the center is that the more activity you do and the more you kind of walk the walk, then eventually you're going to win some of them over, if not all of them. Absolutely. Like it's not a hypothetical. This is a, it's not, you're doing it in real life with real yeah. people and their real livelihood. So, I mean, good for you. I'm mean, kudos to you for this. Uh, thanks. I, I just think it's very important uh, technology and, <clears throat> you know, I got to, I got to tell you, when I when I moved here from Miami, I've been here officially a year, but I've been sort of back and forth since 2019 evaluating, um, you know, whether we make the move here. And in Miami, it was, you know, every time I go back, which is once a month, there's a ton of activity happening. I mean, there's so many that because uh, I was part of the community as it was building up the crypto scene years ago. So every time I go back, there's just so much to do. I've got to decide who, which thing am I going to go to, <laughs> you know, while I'm here. Uh, and then I'd come back home to Atlanta and it's complete opposite. There's like maybe something happening in three weeks. Maybe this is going on. You know, there's talks about this. There's like, you know, the, the technology is too important for a city to not have a, you know, at least one or more entities that are being the community leaders, promoting it, getting folks to to wake up and, you know, realize that this is Web 3.0. You know, this is email when uh, everyone said that no one was going to be sending emails, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I'm from Miami as well, and I'm pretty, uh, and I'm pretty, I'm aware that in Miami, the mayor has gone kind of all in with crypto um, and has really made an investment and has been pretty vocal about it. Where, But I noticed that you're not, you went blockchain, you didn't go crypto. And I think that that is plays to the strengths of Atlanta because Atlanta is, is about finance, a lot of it, and a lot of technology. And, and blockchain is the umbrella that everything is underneath. And I think that that's, that's a great strategic move. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um, because again, it's, it's, it's a lot more than, than just crypto, you know, and, uh, we need to educate everyone on that fact. Um, but I started looking at the, the data, uh, just studying Atlanta from an economic perspective. I'm realizing it's, you know, consistently in the top 10, well, Georgia is a top 10 state, uh, producing, um, it is part of the GDP in the U S right. I think last year it was you know, top eight um, most performant economy in the U.S. Uh, looking at the educational infrastructure here, looking at the community, looking at the fintech, you know, uh, presence, the fact that there's, you know, I believe 70 percent of uh, debit and credit card transactions goes through the infrastructure in Atlanta. Um, I mean, that's that's just nuts. You know, when I started looking at those stats, I said, why isn't there larger presence of blockchain? There are a lot of things happening, by the way, just, you know, in silos here and there, but just not to the degree that I thought it it should be. Um, And that's sort of why we opened the center. 
Well, um, if somebody wants to learn more and, um, you know, become part of this uh, adventure, where do they go? Well, you can visit us online at atlblockchaincenter.com. And that sort of gives you a pretty good overview on uh, who we are, what we're doing, um, and how to contact us. So that's the best place uh, to reach us. And then is the center open? Is it uh, open for business right now or it's opening soon? We're opening June 13th. We're going to have our ribbon cutting ceremony um, 6 to 8 p.m. Monday, June 13th. Uh, we're going to have Mayor Andre Dickens come in to give a greeting. Uh, I've got a few friends and what we call uh, OGs in the space coming to um, you know keynote and, and you know, talk about why Atlanta is is ripe for blockchain innovation um and you know we're gonna have food and drinks and music and you know people can tour the center take a look at the art on the the exterior the interior and some of the stuff that we're um that we've got planned and then you can you go online right now and become a member or like is there a fee to join like what what how does that work there's no fee to join you can go online and become a member uh at the website atlblockchaincenter.com. There isn't a fee to join for the remainder of 2022. So our focus is really just on launching and getting traction and things going. Um, 2023, there will most likely be, you know, some sort of membership fee to be, to reserve space at the center. Um, And again, those are decisions that we'll make as part of our decentralized organization uh, with the the early adopters. (laughs) So, you know, now would be a good time if, to uh, to become a member, um, and with very little upfront, you know, investment. Right, and uh, and that's atlblockchaincenter.com is the website. That's correct. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success, Marlon. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see y'all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 